0: So I recently had a Q&A, question and answer, a Zoom meeting where I invited people to give questions ahead of time. And I'm going to talk today about a question that I received about family estrangement because this is becoming more and more prevalent. So I want to share about this question and go into it in depth a little bit more So hang in there with me, especially if you yourself or know someone who's experiencing family estrangement. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, Freedom and Forgiveness Coach, and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. So the question that I received was, I love my daughter very much and will always love her. I have apologized to her and forgiven myself for lacking as a parent. I did the best I could with the tools I was given from my parents. How can I let go of the relationship with my only child that does not serve me or my heart because she doesn't want to forgive me for being, in her words, a crappy parent. And first off, I want to say I'm so sad that you're going through this. And I understand it's so hard as a parent when our children are not willing to see their side of things or our side of things. So this is about honoring where you are at and honoring where she is at. And this is one of the hardest things to do as a parent. To give that child space and not tell them what to do or how to respond or how to react. We know in our heart of hearts like what we've done or not done as a parent. And I do want to say as we go through this example here, I'm talking about family Yet, I want you to be able to interpret however you need to interpret this, whatever estrangement that you feel that you are going through. Because estrangement isn't necessarily just family. This can happen with friends or colleagues. And so we really want to be able to interpret this however you need to. Now, back to talking about the question. Some of us, as parents, have made amends like this woman had. Some of us have forgiven ourselves, like this woman had, and all we can do is hold our own truth. Now, for those that have not made amends or forgiven themselves, then this is a crucial first step before engaging with your kids or anyone else that you are estranged from. We can only make amends for what we've done, not how someone else is interpreting what we have done. That is their experience. If you have made amends and forgiven yourself and your child is still not wanting connection, then the next step would be to let them know that you love them, that you're here for them. And if they would ever like to reach out, right, you're here. This is setting a boundary. You're going to be as clear as possible. An idea could be something like, I love you. Don't say, I'm sorry you feel that way, because that can be very belittling, right? Because how many of you have heard that? I'm sorry you feel that way well, you don't feel very heard, do you? So you can say, I love you. I feel that I have made amends and I want you to know that I'm here for you. And if you want to talk about it, please reach out. I will not contact you if that is what they've asked of you. And then honor what they have asked of you. Now, again, I'm not saying this is easy. Please, please hear me. Yet, if we have done our own work then we have a better understanding and empathy for our child's journey. If we have not done our own work, like in the case of some people that have reached out to me that still wanted to blame their children and not take any responsibility for themselves, then that makes the whole situation worse. So let me give you an example. A woman who was blaming her children for not wanting contact with her came to me and she said she didn't do anything wrong and that she was feeling like it was their current partners that were turning them against her. And all she wanted was the relationship like she had had before with them and like she had had with her mother. In asking her questions about the relationship she had felt she had had before and the one with her own mother, it was shown to me that these relationships were very enmeshed and very codependent. This woman thrived on her kids needing her just like her mother had done with her. And as the kids grew up and became more independent, she felt she wasn't needed and now felt abandoned and even rejected. Now, this was a pattern that was stemming from her relationship with her mother. Now, as I asked her more questions, it was also revealed that she had gotten angry and violent with her children and pushed one of them across the room and the other one she pulled a gun on so they wouldn't leave her. So of course the kids were having an issue with trusting her, yet she refused to see it and continued to blame the kids and their partners. Now another story is a woman that I worked with who came to me and and shared with me that she had been a very angry child and did not treat her parents well at all. She said she was so angry and said mean things and then later in life didn't want any contact with them. With doing the forgiveness work, she was able to take responsibility for her part and make amends for her part. Her parents were abusive towards her growing up. That is not hers to own. Only her responsibility was for the things she felt she could take responsibility for, her behavior and her actions. And then do the forgiveness work around forgiving her parents and herself, learning to love both herself and her parents. Now we did all this work with both of her parents already having died, yet we can still do the forgiveness work. And she felt more free and could actually feel more love towards her parents than she was ever able to feel when they were alive. And then she was able to move forward in her life and business because she was feeling very stuck with this heaviness that was affecting her due to this relationship that she was feeling so heavy about and the guilt and the shame that she was carrying. Now, as parents, lordy, we've all made mistakes, right? Parenting doesn't come with a handbook. We've all done something what we'll call wrong. And we usually parent the way we've been parented unless we've had the opportunity and have experienced wanting to raise our children differently than we were raised. All we can do now is make those amends, listen deeply, and then say, okay, I'm here for you if we are wanting to reconcile and have this relationship. And then we're going to kind of just step back. We're going to pause. And then we're going to give that space that is very hard to give, especially as a parent. The more we can honor our kids and the more work that you do around any feelings that are coming up for you, this will bring the peace and the love that you are probably wanting to feel. Now, I want to say here that feelings are information. So if you're feeling anything come up as you're listening to this or as you talk with your kids or not talk with them, this is a beautiful indicator that you have work to do at least to investigate, be willing to investigate the feelings that are coming up. You do your own work, and then you set the boundary that needs to be set for yourself and for them. And the important part is to hold that boundary. This is the hard part. Because what happens with boundaries is we don't follow through with them. We have a very good intention of setting them. But then what we'll do is if they say they didn't want any contact, we end up reaching out, we'll send a text because we start to feel antsy inside and not honor that no contact or giving space that we agreed to do because we have our own work to do, but it shows up as anxiety or anxiousness. And that's really not what we want to do, is it? More than likely not. We probably do really don't want to mess up this boundary that we've set or allow someone to step on our boundary. It goes both ways, right? We honor somebody else's boundary, but we also need to honor our own boundary. More than likely, you are probably wanting a loving and healthy relationship with your kids, but they have their own story and their own work to do. And that's not yours. Now, I'm not saying that you need to put up with abuse from your children either. That's not what forgiveness is about. It's not condoning bad behavior or putting up with it or forgetting that something bad or wrong happened. It's not about that. But, you know, I was told years ago (laughs) that my daughter had a God and I'm not it. Yeah, you heard that right. My daughter had a God and I'm not it. Like I didn't know what was best for her, but I sure thought I did. Let me tell you that story. One of my daughters was very challenging growing up and I was carrying heavy guilt for not being there for her as a single mom. I was working full time and I had gone back to school to try to get a better job. And I just felt like her behavior was because of me not being there. Her behavior included, you know, doing drugs and alcohol and hanging out with guys and gangs eventually and, and really being abusive to me verbally. As she got older, she refused the help that I tried to get for her and our family. And she kept blaming me and life for her struggles. And I fed into that guilt. And I was also feeling, oh my gosh, (laughs) heavy shame, heavy shame for being a shitty parent. So much so that I was paying her rent before mine and at some of her other bills. I was doing all sorts of stuff to try and rectify this relationship when I couldn't. See, she had her own wound. She needed to heal. And I couldn't do that for her. She needed to learn to love herself. And I needed to learn to love myself. And that's where that comment, she has a God and I'm not it, really resonated with me. I don't know what her plan is. I don't know what she's supposed to go through. And I can't fix anybody. That was the most powerful thing that has ever been said to me. All I could do was take responsibility for my part and do the work around my stories, my feelings my experiences from my own childhood so that I could heal my heart and be able to show up in my life as the empowered and loving person I am meant to be. Now, if you have resonated with any of what I've shared and would like some ideas on how to get started in looking at yourself and the estrangement, here are a few things. Number one, be willing through your own thoughts and heart to see that relationships are for growth and healing, and that we are not in control of anyone else but ourselves. So it reminds me of the serenity prayer. God or universe, depending upon uh, what you can relate to, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which I'm going to add here, which is everything and everyone, the courage to change the things I can, Me And the wisdom to know the difference. I use this prayer often when I'm frustrated. And it reminds me that I am only in control of me. Now, number two, ask yourself, what is coming up for you around what is happening? Okay, so what is happening around the estrangement or the relationship that is causing you to want to step away or maybe what's causing them to step away. What feelings are coming up to be felt and witnessed and allowed to move through? Yes, I said move through. Neuroscience tells us that feelings are meant to be felt and move through, say, within two minutes in a healthy way. What happens, though, is that we've attached a story to these feelings, so it gets embedded, right? Our body keeps the score. And so it's been embedded and it weighs heavy because it's like a habit. We have said this story over and over and over again, right? And whatever we repeat grows. The other thing I want you to ask is, What are those stories that are attached to those feelings? So one, what are the feelings that are coming up to be felt? But what are the stories? Do the stories make you feel that you're not good enough? That somehow you messed up, like I felt. Something is wrong with me. If only I had done blank, blank, blank. Or if only I had been blank, blank, blank. If only. Or maybe you're asking, why is this happening to me? So pay attention to what stories are attached to these feelings, what words, what beliefs. Because we, when we take a look at what is coming up for us, it gives us the information we need to see where our work is for ourselves. That's the only place we can go to have a healthy relationship because we need that healthy relationship with ourselves first. And keep in mind that feelings are information. Anger can show you where your boundaries are being violated or where maybe you are allowing your boundaries to be violated. Sadness and grief can tell you that you're missing something within yourself. There's a disconnect with yourself and maybe that you're trying to get from someone else. Now, the third thing that I want you to think about is maybe it is you, right? That is feeling like you have to estrange yourself from your family or friends. So I want you to ask what stories are coming up about the situation or person that you feel you need to keep yourself separated from. What actually happened to cause you to separate yourself? Because I've worked with some people who have been mad at someone else for so long that they can't even remember why they are mad. Yet by golly, they are going to hold on to that anger because they feel the other person is wrong, even though they can't remember what happened. Who suffers when that happens? Mm, Yeah, you're right. The person holding the anger. And the other person does too because they're missing out on a relationship that possibly they could have. But it's really the person holding the anger. So what I also want to say here is sometimes when there's abuse, and neglect and rejection, and when there's it's really a, not a healthy place to be in, it's okay to be estranged. We have to take care of ourselves. But if we want to take a look at this, let's look at speaking of suffering, right? That I just mentioned. Let's look at what we can do in the case where we can, if we're going to take a look at why is it that I am estranged from this person, if I want to do some investigation for myself, we can separate the fact from the interpretation, meaning that the fact is something that actually happened. And the interpretation is what I made up about the situation, which is my suffering. So let's take the story about my daughter. Fact. I was absent. Early in the morning. And during the week, right, with my job, and, you know, I was going to school early in the mornings and I was working during the day. Now, I was home in the evenings and weekends. Fact. The other fact is she refused the help that I was trying to give her and our family to work through whatever was coming up. Okay, that's a fact. Now, the interpretation that I mentioned is what causes our suffering. This is what I made this mean about me. This is a story that I was making up interpretation was, it's all my fault that she is having difficulties because I wasn't there to give her all the love she needed. Another interpretation, I'm a shitty mom because my child is having problems and running away and doing drugs and I somehow caused this. Another interpretation, I deserve her abuse because I need to be punished for being a shitty mom and need to pay her rent and electricity before mine because I have to make this up to her somehow. Now, we have this fact interpretation. Now we can look at the truth, at least my truth, which was I wasn't gone so much that it allowed her behavior to be the way that it was. I was at home in the evenings and weekends and we did things together. I was as present as I could be and we did, we did do family things together. And I did try to talk with her and she wouldn't talk. Another truth, she was going through her own feelings and experiences. And wasn't wanting to talk about them. So when we can stop and separate the fact from the interpretation, it guides us into being more willing to make a choice. Making a choice, getting to the choice point is what I feel is important in forgiveness and loving and accepting ourselves. Because that choice, right? That we can get to, we can then make a more loving decision. For whether we want to continue to be estranged or if we would like to reconcile, we're not coming from that wounded place. Again, the caveat to this is, like, if I was an abusive parent to my daughter, then I need to own that. Some parents are abusive. Some children are abusive. But really, this is about owning our part in what happened and then doing the healing work around that so that we can get to that choice point And we can decide what is best for ourselves. And I also do want to share that when we do our work and there still is abuse or the other person does not have the willingness to do their own work, we get to be willing to be okay that there will not be a reconciliation with that person. And we get to continue to work on ourselves to love and accept ourselves. So some things to keep in mind. Please don't judge yourself or others when it comes to not having any contact with family. Be curious, be open, and be willing to know that we don't know all the facts. We can just, for ourselves, don't judge yourself on somebody else. No one makes this choice lightly because it goes against our biology to be separated from family, right? We've heard like the the tribal right back caveman days we've heard that you know if you're alone you'd eaten by the tiger biology another thing to keep in mind is not every family is like yours not every parent or child supports each other there is not any cookie cutter family no matter what society tells us there's not and i really want us to keep in mind that relationships aren't meant to make us suffer And it's okay to walk away and not have contact when there is suffering. And only you know what is best for you, and no one else gets to decide that for you. That's huge. I will encourage you, though, to do the loving and accepting internal work around the stories and the feelings that come up for you in these situations. Because the more you can love and accept yourself the more peace and freedom you bring to you. And then really that ripples out because the more we do that, love and accept ourselves and the more we can create a loving world. And reach out if you need any help around that. And I'd like to share a little bit about the legal language here because the information presented in this podcast is for general information, education, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician or psychotherapist or other qualified professional diagnosis or treatment. Please don't delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition. Take care and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care.